This episode of GCL is fueled by Deathwish Coffee. Check them out at deathwishcoffee.com and be sure to use the discount code GEEKCAST for 15% off by Deathwish because it powers Rob's robot army. Hey everyone, GeekCast Joe here. If you like what we do and you don't like the idea of us only eating ramen, you should check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash geekcastlive. If you go there and back us, you'll have special access to things like Rob Nudies and our special newsletter. So be sure to check it out and back us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review on iTunes. Just look for GeekCast Live Podcast. It's a trap! Alright everybody, welcome to season two, episode twenty-three of the GeekCast Live Podcast. I am your host, GeekCast Right, and with me, as always. Not Rob Bass. <laughs> also not Rob Bass. And no Rob Bass. He is uh he is on a plane right now. Uh I think there's a I believe there's a like a bit... an ethereal plane? Like yes. he is he is on the astral plane. Mm. Um, that makes sense. Hanging out with uh, Gwen Huivar, the panther. Yes. And uh, that's what I'd be doing. French panther. Um, there's a riffraff concert there, so <clears throat> that's where he's at. He loves riffraff. He travels to see him. Not even the space-time continuum can hold riffraff. No, he's that. He's that ethereal, ethereal. Yeah, yeah. Riffraff, the ethereal gangster. Um, have you guys ever had a Triton Rail Splitter IPA? No. That's mm, good. Sounds like I my like new favorite IPA. The Rail Splitter by, by the Triton name. Brewery. But you know I'm not a big IPA guy. Hey, I have a... Uh, I was going to save this for the geekery, and I'll probably bring it back up during the geekery, but uh, I have found my... Uh, now that uh, Danger 5, coincidentally, our guests tonight... What? Since I am done watching what is available on Netflix, I have found my new jam. Yeah? And I would like to... Uh, I've been waiting till tonight to introduce it to y'all. I, On the edge of my okay. seat. Um, it's available on YouTube. Okay. And uh, Oh, is that what I think it is? It's, it's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Nope, would have never guessed that. How did you find this? <laughs> okay, so you guys know that I'm on. I am now uh, one of the co-hosts on Movie Podcast Weekly. Yeah. Again, well, they... we, we need our congratulatory sound drop, but yes, we know. <sighs> party favor. What's the party favor sound? I need that one. That one? Yeah, that one. That's it. Well, um, they have a very active listenership who comment on the website um, uh, of the podcast. And I brought up they, they do something called mini reviews, and it's kind of our version of the geekery. But it's what are you watching? TV shows, movies, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, um, <laughs> I've really been watching a lot of Danger Five, and if you haven't heard about it, it's on Netflix. Here's the general gist of it. You'll you'll the general gist, which is general gist, a really cool name for like a redundant character on some sort of like a stripes like TV show. 
Well, anyway, so one of the guys who listens to the show gets on there and comments and says, hey, if you like Danger 5, you'll love Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And oh boy, I do. So uh, it's G, it's Garth as in Brooks, and then it's M A R E N G H I apostrophe S, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Dark Place, one word fine. for those of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. I can tell you just by scrolling it's... through it, it is my new favorite show. <laughs> it is. Is that is that Morris Moss from? Uh, I forget his real name. From uh, the IT crowd, the um, the Richard the Iota or whatever. Yes, Richard Iota or whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Yes, he's in it, and so is uh, who's the uh, who's the tall British bastard with the glasses, who Boy, is that's... like best friends with John Krasinski. Um, he's on Hello Ladies on HBO, which is another show you should watch. He is main. Anyway, he he's on it. Who is Dr. Lucian Sanchez? Fantastic. <laughs> uh, the guy who plays Garth Marenghi, he's a he's like a like a British Stephen King, <laughs> and he he stars in the show, the fake TV show Garth Marenghi Place, and he plays Doctor Rick Daglas, M.D. Also, wow. the music is it, is it a British show? Oh, oh yeah. Very British. The music is uh, is um, uh, the, the music is done by Stig Bosvik, which is funny. That makes sense. Based on melodies whistled by Garth Marenghi. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my that's my my uh, early shout out to my geekery at the end of the show, because it's been. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, I'm been busy. I'm three episodes in. And I believe there's... Boy, episode five, Scotch Mist. <laughs> episode four, The Apes of Wrath. Episode, <laughs> episode three, Skipper the Eye Child. <laughs> episode one, Once Upon a Beginning. Episode no, two has no name. Long. No, I believe episode two is called uh, Hell Hath Fury. <laughs> Oh, I'd prefer a beer. Uh, oh, that's at awesome. One point, at one point he says, he saved my life once, but I saved his twice, so I was one up. <laughs> awesome. Oh, uh, it's just, it's funny. Anyway, how's everything going with you guys, since I just told you everything about what I've been doing? Uh, again, you've you've kind of set a bar high, so I'm just going to stumble under it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I led with Garth Marenghi's yeah. Dark Place, Nick. Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard. And you have yourself a fine IPA, and we mm-hmm. secured some Danger Five for for conversational pleasure. Um, strong. I, I, I cannot compete with that. My game I, is str- my game's been strong lately. I'm very proud of my strong game. I uh, your pimp hand also strong lately. Well, I, keep, I always keep that strong. Solid. I've been summering in a Siberian labor oh. camp. Oh. <laughs> well then <laughs> now I've really got uh, hey you'll appreciate this Nick I got I got an email from one of our listeners telling us that while she enjoys the show 
she uh, wanted to let us know that we, for being a pop culture, uh, geek culture show, we get a lot of our pop culture references wrong. Do we now? To which she listed a bunch of examples from uh, when we play the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> which, of course, are all wrong anyway. Right. I believe that's that's the rule I, uh, of the game. I emailed her back and told her that um, appreciate the email, but in fact, she's wrong. All of the references are 100% accurate. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> the internet backs it up. <laughs> she was like, first of all, it wasn't Rick Astley who sang Faith. <laughs> That's so <laughs> And she goes on to say that, like, like. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So did we actually inadvertently Rick roll her? Yes, we <laughs> with, did. With, with no intention to do so? No intention. It was an unintentional Rick roll. But we, yeah, we Rick rolled her hard. It's awesome. Which is unintentional Rick roll is actually probably my new favorite <laughs> jam band. Uh, for those of you playing GeekCast Live, bingo. <laughs> Scoring at home. Unintentional Rick roll. Yeah, that was the... Uh, that really, was the... You should invite uh, whoever that listener is, because I admire someone who actually yeah to email. Uh, well, invite her on for a segment of the game. It was it was like to play. It was emailing with like, and it was like it was well written, and it was like, hey, I want you to know. It was almost like she she should have let the email off with like, this is coming from a place of love. Like, hey, I really like the show. You guys are great. I've been listening for a while now. I just wanted to let you know, maybe you don't know, that um, all your pop culture references are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then she started listening to the examples, and I was like, wait a second. These sound <laughs> familiar. This sounds like maybe we were playing the game. God. Wow, that's, that just brings a healthy smile. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you'd like that. That's yeah, the unintentional Rickroll. I'm very happy that we... I didn't even realize that that's what we did, but we did do that, didn't we? That's like a four-leaf clover. That's a uh, a true Sasquatch sighting. <laughs> hey, you know, they said, they said they saw him. They said they found him. Sasquatch. Well, they say that, but we actually have proved that we've committed an unintentional Rickroll, which I think that's the first that's documented, at least on a C-list podcast. Yeah, there's been there's a couple A list podcasts that have done it, but never a C list. We are the first right. C list podcast. Right. We're a healthy. We're a strong C. Compare us. This is a fun game. Compare us to a uh, what C list actor are we if we were compared directly to a C list actor? Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Really? That's that's incredible. No, am I? Was that too quick? Did I? No, that's incredible. I was going to say Eric Roberts. Ooh, wow. But both with strong both with strong siblings in the industry. Strong, strong siblings. Academy Award winning siblings. But Clint Clint kind of knows his role, I think a little more than old E-Rob. Um, well, he had that I, I think we're I think we're a practical group. I, I think we don't uh, overvalue ourselves too often. Eric Roberts is an overvaluer, isn't he? 
Yeah, he he takes his like uh, what was the the karate movies he was in that were really? Oh God, you're thinking of uh, Bloodsport. He was in Bloodsport, I know. No. Yeah, he no. was the he was the he was the dude in Bloodsport that was kicking the cement pillar while he was staring at Jean Claude Van Damme. You're thinking of Ed Harris. Ed Harris, like the guy who like coffee is for closes, put it down. Ed Harris, I don't think so. From Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh no, that's the that's the other Douglas brother. Oh, is it, is it no? Maybe I'm, 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 I Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd, the the <laughs> the underrated Bridges brother. You might Lloyd, be right. Lloyd Bridges. You're the Lloyd Bridges was the one in the in the karate movies. Eric Roberts was in Dark Knight. Lloyd Bridges was the one who was in the karate movies. You you are that's my fault. Wait, L- Lloyd Bridges was the dad, wasn't it? Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sitting here trying to figure out who all these people you're talking about are. Eric Roberts played what? the master in the Doctor Who movie from 1996. There's a Doctor Who movie? Yeah, yeah, it featured exclusively the eighth Doctor. Did or primarily the eighth Doctor. Did he overact in that film as well? Um, if, you're, if you're talking our, about overacting Our Bears Catholic? Doctors, if you're talking about overacting doctors, you have the wrong doctor, Nick. Because the only doctor that overacts is Dr. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> With his his sweaty brow, breathing heavily, his shirt unbuttoned to the navel. Leg eaten yeah, by dinosaur. There's, there's really no reason for that many unbuttons. I wish I could... If there was any actor I could pick the cadence up of and roll with it as if it was my very own cadence, it would be that of Jeff Goldblum. Well, right. I really think that if you look at abstract, I think it really makes that your own. <laughs> See? <laughs> I just... I don't know. If, is it like... I think I staccato too much. I don't think I just... I don't think I pregnant pregnant pause enough to do it. Well, you also, to, you also have to occasionally do that uh, stutter. And I don't... And then chaos theory... He's got like a Porky Pig meets like the Big Bang Good Theory. Part. Yeah, Porky Pig meets Sheldon from the Big Bang meets like the good part of a Christopher Walken impersonator. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Which is almost any part. Yes. Yeah. Have, have you heard Pollock, Kevin Pollock do? No. Christopher Walken? Yeah. That's good. Right now, right now I'm overwhelmed with the slideshow. What slideshow is that? Did I miss a slideshow? Boy, Kevin Pollock does have a a, a plus Christopher Walken impression. The the names of the actors who have graced the present, graced the screen in Danger Five is one of the best cast lists you've ever seen on a strictly name basis. Like David Ashby. Yes, but no. David Ashby <laughs> looks like a guy or sounds. Sounds like a person oh, that um, exists. I don't do a lot of that. Are you talking like, uh, um, like Michelle Nightingale? I'm talking exactly like Michelle Nightingale. <laughs> played Claire? No, Amanda played Claire. Claire. Simons. Well, the, there's two different Hitlers. One played by Carmine Russo, and the other by Andreas Sandlick. 
I, I honestly the 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 best the best deal from uh, from Danger Five is the recasting of Pierre. Yeah, absolutely. By Pacharo Mzembe. Yeah, by yeah Pacharo oh. Mzembe taking over as Pierre. And you you've seen the end of season two now though, right? I, I mean, Rye, Rye has though, right? You said you did, you said you'd yes. seen it. How about when they put them both on the screen together? Um, that's uh, that's almost an out of body experience, <laughs> isn't it? Though, wait, what's the name of the the uh, Pierre's uh, butler or, or bodyguard? Mackenzie. Mackenzie. God. Played by Fumito Arahai. So fucking funny. Tillman Vogler it's just, it's as so good. Colonel Chessbridge. brother is the guy that plays Borman. <laughs> the, the, the drug lord. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, which, which character is it that suddenly has a wolf head? Is that Ger- not Goebbels? I'm not sure. From season S- two. Suddenly has a wolf's head? Yeah, he's got like a wolf's head. Did I did I forget something? Was it Gibraltar? <laughs> <laughs> no. Chestbridge. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know the name of the character. Uh, they also have a the scene with uh, um, uh, anything with uh, Khrushchev. And Ilsa, mm-hmm. like when like when Ilsa goes to the payphone and puts the floppy disk in, mm-hmm. and then like Khrushchev's dancing girls start projecting, like the video. Mm-hmm. And, what is it? It's like the like the babushka bomb, or what do they call it? Yeah, it, like it go like he he like quantum faxes it to her t- like to her fucking mm-hmm. payphone, and it's like babushka or the um the drug orange. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> and Tucker just goes insane after they kill Claire. Yeah. Corporal Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. I need to just spend more time watching this show. It makes me happy. <sighs> Even their casting makes me smile. What's the... Uh, what's the name of the uh, um, fuck the episode with the Japanese yeah mm. Kill Men of the Rising Sun Kill Men of the Rising Sun <laughs> oh god I have so many questions I need more I need more danger. Oh, man. <laughs> In Hitlerland, everyone speaks German. Everyone loves dogs, and worst of all, everything is vegetarian. <laughs> Sit down, girl. <laughs> they encounter old friends, new foes, and a talking pelican on this epic quest to save the universe. Yeah, you know what's weird? The Wikipedia just has um, wolf-headed man, ruby-eyed wolf man. That's weird. Is it Mr. Pedro? 
He's in the first episode of season two. Yeah, in the first episode on on Wikipedia, in the summary, it just says uh, "wolf-headed man." <laughs> Super helpful. Super duper helpful. This is so funny when you when you like you look like like Danger Five quotes. It just pulls up like quotes about danger. <laughs> Nick, did we lose you? Nick? Nico. <sighs> There's no help here. I just keep finding ruby eyed wolfman everywhere. Nick? Hello? There? Isn't he Otto Scorzeni? And Carlos Mendez. <laughs> Nick, are we, lo- are we losing you? I can hear you just fine. Okay, I just want to make sure you're kind of cutting in and out. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't understand that part. I'm, I can hear you fine. I don't know what's up with my audio okay i was also trying to find a name for wolfhead man yeah i can't find it to save my life emperor hirohito still my favorite head bike woman drunken millionaire lieutenant white death lieutenant peterson is it beast? I don't know. Like, part of me wants to say yes, but I'm just not certain. A lot of extras listed here on the cast list on IMDb. <laughs> A sack of Christmas. <laughs> Un sacco de Natale. Un sacco de Natale. Pierre finds Jesus. Fresh meat. I'm sorry, I didn't know. Sex kitchen. <laughs> Things get complicated when Tucker is captured by Italian submariners and Ilsa bumps into her ex-husband, Erwin Rommel, the desert fox. (laughs) Oh, shit. You know there's a prequel episode on YouTube, apparently? It's on, Uh, it should be on Netflix, too. It's on Netflix, too. Yeah, it's the last episode of season one. They have the, uh, when the girls were added to the... The I believe the episode is called The Diamond Girls as well. Uh, yes, where they're <laughs> chasing the world's supply of rare black diamonds mm-hmm. <laughs> known as Carbonado. Car- that's right, Carbonado. <laughs> Lizard Soldiers of the Third Reich. That's awesome. Every part of it. <laughs> the phrase close shaves with a trigger happy triceratops are uh, associated with that episode. Uh, goodness gracious. Yeah, the wolf is Carlos Mendez. Carlos Mendez. Is it? Yep. <laughs> Jackson keeps having flashbacks when he was blown by that, like, North Korean <laughs> or Vietnamese torturer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. It's, he starts to go down on Ilsa, and it's like, all of a sudden it's a scuba diver wearing Ilsa as like a mask. 
No! <laughs> when Hitler asked Tucker if he's pleasured Claire, and he's like, oh, yes, yes, we've done it. The deed is done. We have done it many, many times. Many times. Many times. We just keep going off schedule. <laughs> Where did you find that, Joe? Uh, carefully searching the deep web. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is that possibly a is that is that possibly a downloadable app? No, I wish I don't know. Actually, it should be. If not, we should probably bring that up with these guys and have them make like, it a thing. Right. Like the new like the newest PlayStation game, Danger Five. Play as one of your your play as your favorite member of Danger Five and fight the Nazi scourge. Only for PS One. Yes. <laughs> so only like you have to like you have to go back and find like everybody has to find their Paul Snedden because they're the only person that still has their PS One. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he needs it to play DVDs and whatnot. Right, and and that Daytona racing game. It's hilarious. Everyone I still has... I still have mine. Well, there you go. You're someone's Paul Snedden. I skipped right past PS1, went right to uh, PS2. But I still I have that, of, too. I'm kind of an elitist. Uh, just in case you were wondering, the, the name of, of Switzerland's top brothel <laughs> is uh, the, the Palomino. Well, <laughs> of course it is. It's extraordinarily uh, Marshall name. Jenkins went for some R and R. Oh God! Uh, Can I read you? Let, let <laughs> Things turn pear shaped on the train when Jenkins starts babbling crowd speak and has to be put out of his misery. <laughs> <laughs> Danger 5 is sent into Wahid Al-Kwarn to smoke Hitler out of his African cash hole. (laughs) No, not the power stream. Jackson and Pierre land amongst the insalubrious surrounds of General Chang's Burmese Opium Pagoda. (laughs) Oh, if Burmese Opium Pagoda doesn't get worked into my conversation this week somewhere. <laughs> Who doesn't want to stay in one of them once? Are you guys still there? Yeah. Yeah. It did that get was weird. eerily silent. Not... <laughs> well, it says Geekcast right had a dinosaur to the conversation. Dinosaur has left the conversation for unknown reason. Dinosaur? Yeah, that's their like, that's production company. Awesome. I did not know that. I should have done any homework for this. In Danger Five, do we have some other uh, without Rob, who's kind of our resident nerd lately? I don't know where we go for for some diversified geekery. He's kind of been the video game and sort of obscure dubstep reference guy of late, <laughs> um, as we've been tasked to some other things. But um, I think our our guest list has been that's true, Nick. It has been stunningly stunningly good. Far interpersonal ba- interpersonal betel test. Beta test. Yep, interpersonal beta test. Each mm. one. Each each. <laughs> Boy, that would be awesome if I could like, beta test a relationship. 
You can. Um, it's called Tinder. Well played. Well played. played. That was good. That was good. I wonder if that's how things like that start. Somebody says, like, man, I wish I could beta test this girl. And the guy was like, let's create an app for it. Maybe that's how that works. I, I, if you're smart and have independent financial backing, I think that that's exactly what happens. Makes sense. We're 0 for 2. (laughs) Weird. Swinging and missing. Hey, bada, bada, bada. But that's what I'm going to try and do for next week. I'm going to try and bring something more traditionally geek to the conversation. Like possibly, like talk about like um, he starts so strong, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's he's crystal clear for once. There's not a lot of static. There's no airplanes in the background. The sound of Missouri isn't invading <laughs> his microphone. What is the sound of Missouri like? Uh, it's a mix between like chainsaws and wailing orphans. I think. You're missing one note, Nick. I'm trying. I, I can't do Mary a little lamb to save my ass. I don't know <sighs> what the problem is. You're Hello? back, though. We can hear you. I hear oh. you. Well, they... Yeah, I don't... I'm I'm not dropping you guys. I'm hearing everything just fine. Uh, did you get any of my questions, Ryan? Or did you lose me? Lost you. Uh, lost you. Bananas Foster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they are online and ready whenever we are. Ready, guys? Yes. Hello, housekeeping. Hello. Hello. How do you? Hello. Hello. How are we, gentlemen? Fantastic. Thank you more than you can understand for coming on the show with us tonight. No problem. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I am Ryan. I've been the uh, guy you've been talking to this whole time, and I've got two of my co-hosts with me. Uh, Joe. Hello. And Hi, Joe. Nick. Gentlemen. Hi. <laughs> Rock and roll. Okay, so we are joined by uh, uh, the two coolest guests we may have ever had. They're up there. They're certainly... They are the founders of the feast. They are the uh, creators the creators of Danger 5. <laughs> as well as, as, as well also Italian Spider-Man, which... That's a whole other show. We're, we're, we're dedicating that. Danger we'll... 5 is the feast and Italian Spider-Man is the snack. Then, or like, <laughs> Good old Italian Spider-Man. That's just... That project will never die. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, David, Dario, thanks for joining us, man. man. No worries. So uh, at the end of all of our shows, we talk about something that we geek on. And our co-host who isn't here today, he's at a Riff Raff concert, believe it or not. What's a Riff Raff concert? Picture all the worst parts of humanity and then make him a rapper. <laughs> oh, Riff Raff. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that the dude who, who claimed that, that um, Franco was ripping off his character for Spring Breakers, or is that? Yeah, you, you're on That's it. Him. You have nailed it. That guy. One? Yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> cool. He, he's got a very small but dedicated following, apparently. Yeah. And, and the rip. And and based on the number of podcasts we've accredited to, uh, it, it basically consists entirely of Rob Bass. Right. So he, <laughs> So he uh, he brought up to us at the end of a show one time, hey, I've been watching this show on Netflix. It's called Danger 5, and you're welcome. That's basically what he said. It's true. <laughs> so, so we ended the podcast, and all of us independently went to our couch and turned on Netflix and watched Danger 5, and our life has never been the same. No. <laughs> That's, 
said, that statement usually comes with way more negative comments. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. no uh, the other day when my wife walked into the room and I looked at her and said, sit down, girl. <laughs> and, and she certainly didn't get it, but I got a good chuckle. Yeah, that's, that's sort of our MO since Italian Spider-Man is just popularizing misogyny and, you know, regular parlance. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much from shutting and down. we think we think that's underplayed here. So we're we're championing your cause and uh, oh. and trying to spread the message. Open up that can. <laughs> so um, at the uh, at the risk of sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about, um, how slash why did this whole concept come about? So. I'm Dario, by the way, just to, to distinguish the voices. Uh, we uh, Italian Spider-Man, we have to, damn it, we have to start with Italian <laughs> Spider-Man. Here, this is, this Please, yes, we need so, more. So Italian Spider-Man was originally a trailer that I produced as my like final year university uh, assignment, essentially, on 16mm film. Uh, that was in 2007. Um, it, it very unexpectedly started getting watched by people on YouTube, uh, which was still in a kind of very primordial state of figuring out what web series were and that, that whole the whole internet content thing hadn't really, really started walking on land and breathing air as yet. Um, <laughs> That's about right. Uh, so the popularity of the trailer actually meant something um, with, you know, a pittance of like 500,000 views or something in, in a, you know, no, by nowhere near Bieber standards. Um, and we managed to leverage some, some government funds to turn it into a web series um, uh, because all film projects are pretty much funded by the government here in Australia. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that became popular. We got the attention of this TV network. We were going to turn Italian Spider-Man into sort of a bit of an extended weird collection of short interstitials. Uh, that that fell over, um, and out of the ashes of that that deal came an opportunity for me and David to write a brand new show. Um, we came up with a few concepts, and they picked Danger Five to go ahead with. Um, so, from a pragmatic standpoint, that's that's how it happened. Um, yeah, Danger Five is like a the sister project or the big sister project of Italian Spider-Man. Yeah, in a yeah way. exactly. It's not too far away from it contextually for people to, to struggle with figuring out how we were going to achieve it. And, but it, it you know, it's still, it's still it kept, we, we were still keen on the sixties back then, you know, and now we've absolutely completely destroyed its value for ourselves by punishing us, uh, ourselves by trying to write a show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you'll learn fairly quickly that none of our questions are in any sort of linear matter. No, nope. okay. so okay, so my, <laughs> my next question is, uh, how is it, is there a place I can I can buy uh, the outfit that Jackson wears in season one for a cosplay of any sort? Because Jackson is my jam. That's awesome. That's good news. I, that, that is great news. I love hearing that news. <laughs> um, well, that would be a, look. We'd love to figure out a way where people can actually buy replica costumes without. You know, making shoddy um, Target style <laughs> costumes, and they're all custom, uh, made by our uh, costume designers, uh, uh, Sophie and uh, Chloe Spalding. But we do get a few questions asking uh, from people wanting to get the. How many? Ex- how many exist of Jackson's actual shirt? Two or something like that. I, I have them. Yeah. I have the one that was uh, spoiler spoiler alert. Uh, 
uh, shot up when uh, Danger Five were killed in Episode Six of Season Two. So there's a there's a, I have that there's one. a wreck one and an O'Reilly. And I have the original one. From so that, you know they're available for upwards of ten thousand dollars, something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, with uh, those big American dollars of yours. And the exchange rate is great. You'll get it at a bargain. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We're working on a range of, you know, boutique Danger 5 things at the moment. So hopefully we're going to be able to actually release some stuff that people will want in the near future. But it's, you know, it's, it's essentially just going to be an exercise of doing it ourselves and being able to find partners to create stuff that's worthwhile. So hopefully... Ryan, we're Ryan, Ryan really is interested in the, uh, I think, the gold singlet that uh, Jackson and Ilsa are wearing. I think it's in... Is that in Goebbels... Fighting Pit? I mean, is that the one you wanted for? Yeah. Oh, or Mangala? That's, from a, that's the one you wanted for Halloween, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah American Apparel still do those ones. I don't know. The the lot, well, the last time I walked in, American Apparel was like 20, 2010 when we shot that. <laughs> timeless. Absolutely timeless. Yeah, timeless gold spandex. Those, that was a two-piece that was disguised as a one-piece, wasn't it? That's true. That's yeah. true. I went in there with uh, uh, Chloe Spalding, and she says, I want you to wear latex. And I'm like, okay. And so we walk into American Apparel, and you know she's thinking of using silver. and But I see the gold uh, spandex instead. I'm like, no, we have to go gold. Gold all the way. Oh. And so, yeah. Uh, then after, after, you know, uh, after I tried it on and was uh, mesmerized by the gold. It didn't dawn on me until the day that I looked absolutely ridiculous, and I could have said no the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a very flattering color, I, I think. Thank it's, you. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to double back for a second to, to something you said there. So uh, is, is SBS-1, is that then like a, you said the government sort of subsidizes or funds? Yeah, there are two um, networks. So we basically, we've got five free-to-air networks in Australia, and um, two of which are subsidised by the government partially. ABC here, which is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, I think, uh, is, uh, is like 100% government subsidised, and um, so they don't, they don't have ads of any kind, uninterrupted cable-style programming. Um, and SBS is 50-50, so they still run ads, but they also they get a, a certain amount of government funding. Um, and then now the distinction between like SBS one and two and three and whatever is that you know digital TV now every every free to air network basically has a few different incarnations of their 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 channel that get cheaper as the number gets higher essentially and have more reruns of Mash on it. Um, so. <laughs> You can judge if, like, you know, SBS, like, it's Channel 7, 7 1, no reruns of MASH. 7 3, like, 100% reruns of MASH. That's but you just call it MASH. Yeah, it should be 7 MASH. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so. Hey, you know what we did, actually? Yeah. Fucking. So, oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Oh, fucking say whatever oh, the fuck no. you want to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking awesome. If someone remade MASH, but the cast are made out of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> The next project. And then Hot Lips Hulahan is a potato with lipstick on. <laughs> See, this this is how genius happens. You know, you just you, you stumble into a uh, to a mash story, and there you go. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> what's the fucking what's the alternative then for UK audience? Deb. <laughs> yeah, Deb. Deb. You know what Deb is? No. Oh, it's this fucked up Anglo 
mashed potato that comes pre-powdered in a bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something that, they, that, you know, Captain Cook brought over on the, with the first fleet, so I don't think it made it to the, the States. But don't, don't they, in MASH, don't they have that, like, the... I don't know what their their roommate is. That British guy, remember? Oh yeah, he yeah. could be the Deb. Yeah, he's Deb. He's Deb. His character is Deb. <laughs> A- Anglo mashed potatoes, a band I was in in high school. Phenomenal. <laughs> I played bass. <laughs> hey, so um, you guys aren't. I'm sure you guys are familiar with IMDb.com. Yep, I've seen it. Yep, uh, <laughs> You guys have an 8.5 rating out of 10 for Danger Five. 8.5 stars. Well, it's is, hot, it's hot is, that, is that is that good? Like, what's the? Well, well here's Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, Academy Award-winning movie for Best Picture, has an eight point nine. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so just uh, somebody over here likes you. <laughs> We're not, if we can't get better than Lord of the Rings, just give up. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah. get into this potato mash. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, you start doing potato mash. After inventing new stuff, the mash concept. <laughs> No, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll just buy licenses from other sitcoms. Like the next one will be Home Improvement, and uh, Tim Allen will be a potato. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Which is an improvement, uh, no yeah. pun intended, but an upgrade. Yeah. We just changed the name to something really shitty to like Potato Improvement. <laughs> and yeah, our sole ambition, our sole ambition is just to get a perfect IMDb score. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be released. Like, <laughs> It so far has not been attained. I think the highest rated for anything is like nine point two. So what's that? For? Uh, I just I th- I think it's Citizen Kane, but I'd have oh, to check. Like the second season of ER or something. You know? <laughs> Chicago Hope. Really... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But isn't it really bullshit now? Chicago like the Hope? the top one hundred uh, films of all time are all bullshit. Like fucking Harry Potter's up there. Hasn't Shawshank like held number one for the eternity though? Like Shawshank it Redemption has to be top five. Been, like the modern kind of that's the modern Citizen Kane. It is a really good movie. Yeah, the though. Shawshank. Um, yep. Let me look it up here. Number one. Yeah. It's always at the top of lists. Yep. And then Godfather. Then Godfather two. Yeah. Dark Knight, I think, is a recent. Edition. One of the Lord of the Rings. Top ten, I think, at least. Yeah, the third one. Return Mm -hmm. of the King is number nine. Schindler's List is six. Yeah. The original Twelve Angry Men. (laughs) The original. What's that? What number is it? Uh, Seven. Whoa. Your top top ten in order from one to ten. Shawshank, Godfather, Godfather Two, The The Dark Knight. Number yeah. four. Nice. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, well, yeah, Pulp Fiction is a good name. Schindler's <laughs> List, 12 Angry Men, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Return yeah. of the King, and Fight Club are your top ten. Fight Club? Club? Well, that's a wild Really? Time. Sleeper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Good, but not great. <laughs> but is it, you know, the big question, is that worthy as of... Top ten greatest movies of all time. If the world, if like that, Life if life. that list is curated by fifteen-year-olds, then, then yes. <laughs> like if it's perpetually in year ten, just oh, whoa, they're the same it's guy. Like, whoa, yeah, it's like Requiem for a Dream. Like, for a dream. <laughs> MySpace account and like, like Donnie Darko, all that shit from like two thousand and two. Like, like, the, the angst. MySpace, the crying game. <laughs> the crying game. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be that. Is isn't that a thing? We can't even mention that sort of stuff now because of a. 
um, Caitlyn Jenner now. We can't, can't bring it up. Can't bring it up. Uh, we're, we're, we're frowned upon anyway, so we just dealt with it. <laughs> I, I, okay, we're, we're already under the umbrella of a frown. So. <laughs> I saw a picture today of like a basset hound, and it said on the picture, um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner's cat. <laughs> which, which I thought was funny, so I shared it here with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, retweeted um, with audio. <laughs> the old audio retweet doesn't happen that's very what, often. No, that's it. That's but that's the first live. The one. Basset that's Hound. The that, first live one in history. That is such a sneaky dog. The the Basset Hound. Just. <laughs> Well, Fred, a, Fred Bassett. You could I'm, get away with anything, a Bassett hound. And they, what does what does Fred Bassett teach us that uh, that they're also the least funny dog in existence? Do you guys? What's the name of that cartoon? Scruff McGruff. You know, you guys, you guys know about Fred Bassett? No, educated. Uh, it's more Australian freaking phenomenon. It's like a newspaper cartoon, like with like the Phantom and Calvin and Hobbes and stuff, but. <laughs> It's just historically unfunny it's stuff. It's just like something that some 79-year-old guy thinks is like hysterically hilarious. It's like the dog sitting at the door, a, you know, a cartoon of a dog sitting at the door waiting to go out, sees like a cat outside and then just goes, oh, that'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone finds it funny somewhere. Um, we don't know. I, your description of Fred Bassett makes me thick and piss myself. <laughs> Great. Maybe it's like finally reached a time where humor has gotten so kind of ironic and self-referential that, that kids can get into it. The kids. <laughs> so that's Fred Bassett. That's what you grow up with in Australia in newspapers. Oh, and, oh, yeah, okay. and, and the fans. What's of the Bassett? Yeah. The, the fandom's pretty bad because yeah. it's just, you know, always out of order and only two frames yeah. of a. Like, like, give you two panels. Like, yeah. <laughs> Of a Phantom story. So again, it's just as much context. Yeah. But... Like the first frame is like the Phantom and what's his, is it Ghost? The is dog. It, yeah, the, the wolf. Shadow. 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 Yeah, Shadow comes into to frame and the second frame is Sid and that's it. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What is the Phantom up to? <laughs> what is Billy saying? <laughs> Hold what's, on. What's that <laughs> They've got that great line by fucking Treat Williams in um, the Phantom movie where he has the Holy treat. shit. We, we got a Treat Williams reference? We're only an hour in. It's amazing. You know, when he gets the three skulls and he's like, unbelievable! <laughs> there's, actually, oh, there's actually a really choice line in that movie with, um, who's that Asian dude who plays um, Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat? Um... You know, he was he always played the evil Asian dude in like almost every nineties movie. You know, like um anyway, he's in it. He's in the Phantom. And he says like some bullshit line to Tree Williams in it where it's just completely understand uh, you just can't understand it. Um It's what about it? being a city boy. Yeah, it's just like you have no bargaining power with me, Mr. New York City. He says some yeah. line like that. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the Phantom and you'll find it hilarious. Um, Hold on, I'm 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 Diving into some Treat Williams real quick here. <laughs> oh god! I think we just—I think we just became best friends. Yes. <laughs> anyone who—anyone who drops a Treat Williams on me. <laughs> I've always liked Treat. I think he's fantastic. Joe no. always gets Treat Williams mixed up with Carrie Elways. Probably. That—that's probably a thing that happens. 
Trent Williams is the sort of guy who almost got the part for Fraser, but he didn't get it. <laughs> he's that sort of guy. And he holds on to it. He holds on to it. Like he brings it up in every conversation at some stage if you spend enough time with him. <laughs> when I, so when I nearly got the role for Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> Trent Williams is the sort of actor that he could almost he could he could spread rumors quite easily. Oh, and people would just believe it. He's definitely in that zone. Yeah. Like the that that fucking hoax when they said yeah, Jeff Goldblum was dead. Trent Williams. Yeah, they, there was this hoax sort of internet thing at some point about four years ago where somebody posted something somewhere that said Jeff Goldblum had died and an Australian dumbass morning sort of show presenter reported it as being legit <laughs> and then it, you know, it turned into a kind of meme that this guy's such a doofus that he didn't even fact check something that he found on the internet. And um, I think at the time, Jeff Goldblum had been invisible enough for long enough that you could say, oh, yeah, he died. And you know, 2% of the population would go, oh, that's probably true. So Treat Williams, I reckon he's in that zone too. Like, got arrested. You, can, you can believe almost anything about Treat Williams because he's like, he's the straight-to-DVD action movie guy whose characters yeah. always have some absurd name, like... Uh, like Xander Drax? Undertow. That would, that would make a great movie, and it's got, like, Jeff Faye in it as well. Um, Fantastic Jeff Fahey reference. They, they, <laughs> they just need Michael Dudikoff and you'll have the trifecta. <laughs> you need Brian Dennehy as well. Brian Dennehy, I was, that's a great add to the... It's kind of like the it's kind of like the Expendables, but it's like the unknowables. <laughs> like everybody that's says, like that's that guy from uh, who is that guy? That's uh, and no one can ever put their finger on it. Yeah, well, it's either Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton. Whenever it's that guy, so now you, you throw Treat Williams in there. The leader of the Expendables is like the ghost of Donald Pleasance. Like all oh, oh no no, dude, no, it's got Don Swayze in it. Oh yeah, is that is that? I think that's like Lance Henriksen is in that movie. Oh, gotta have one. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, and like Michael Bain. William Forsyth, I think, has to show up for that one. William Forsyth, God. My guy. Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore is in that movie? Absolutely. He takes no, like, no bullshit character, Tom Sizemore. It'd be the sort of movie that Eric Roberts turns down as well. <laughs> There's no way that's the second Eric Roberts reference we've had on tonight's show. Unprovoked. Com- completely unprovoked. We were talking about like uh, bad karate movies from like the 80s and 90s, and so Eric Roberts showed up earlier. You know what's funny? He, he, Eric Roberts is the best. He's, he's got more work than his fucking sister, Julia. What's Julia it's like to? Twice as much, but just makes no money. That's true. Well, he looks like when he was fourteen, he took a hatchet to like the like the front part of his face, <laughs> <laughs> and like it never really healed right. Oh. Maybe that was tactical. So then he knew he'd like fit a niche being that, that guy. The, the old the old tactical hatchet wound to fit yeah, the niche a... character actor market. I need a guy to play a guy with a hatchet wound. Ah, well, you got oh, Eric is Roberts. It, I think is available. Is Ed Burns available? <laughs> Cements his place in the straight DVD market. Well, Eric Roberts is such a—I don't think he gets enough credit because he's such like he's such a sneaky actor that he can actually—he actually played the master in the Doctor Who movie in the late nineties. Holy shit! We've, we 
We talked about that when we talked about Eric Roberts. Really? This is amazing. Are we best friends? Yeah, yeah this is fantastic. Communicating on another level. <laughs> that's, that's kind of spooky and eerie. Were wow. you guys on? Were you guys listening in silently in our pre-show? Because that's yeah. this is the shit we were going over. Yeah. It's no. like uh, maybe. it's like we're just all humming at the same vibration. <laughs> <laughs> like a weird Independence Day alien invasion thing. And, and okay, uh, all right. So now we're back to Bill Paxton, or was that Bill Pullman? It was Bill? Which one's the president in Independence Day? Bill Bellamy. <laughs> Black <laughs> president. Bill Three. He's a combination of two. I think maybe they are. They're all the same person in different biological forms. You know who's a that guy? Bill, Billy Crudup. He's a that guy. He's an emergent that guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he is a that guy. Actually, that's what the movie's called. It's called That Guy. Yeah, that that guy. <laughs> Actually, this is a, we might think about this. That would make a great idea for a TV show. It's all about that guy. It's all, all that guy. Yeah, and it's like it's it's, like, it's an uh, interchangeable lead character. Each week, it's played by it's the same character played by some different random. Yeah, that's it. I, and the, I recognize that guy actor. That sounds perfect for me. Each dude is that forgettable that the audience potentially won't notice that they've changed. <laughs> so the, the lead guy looks kind of different. Is it almost, almost like when you switch Pierre out at the end of season one. Yeah, exactly. Very, pretty much the same thing. Totally seamless. Like, like you watch episode one and it's like, um, it's Billy Crudup, and then and then episode two, it's uh, it's like John Corbett. <laughs> we did we did pitch to SBS um, uh, the idea of doing a fake trailer for Danger Five Series One and uh, swapping out all the cast members with well known Australian personalities. <laughs> And, uh, and then not delivering on that, but that's just the <laughs> promo for the show because the majority of the, like, Perfect. commercial television in Australia just caters to lowest common denominator fucking bullshit like cooking and renovation shows, you know, that are all hosted by fucking celebrities that have no charisma. And we thought, oh, let's make a trailer that just damn, like changes out the whole squad for these woman's magazine cover fucking celebrities who change the soundtrack to like that boom yeah Yeah, like it's all just wah guitar that's it yeah whoa funky (laughs) 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 danger five and then (laughs) and hitler is like so badly portrayed then by like some bald guy and (laughs) it's yeah but they didn't go for that because it was too cynical It's a damn shame. Um, when you order a double Jim Bourbon at a bar here, uh, no one knows what the fuck to give you. Damn. <laughs> well, that was our that was Australian impression of what Americans do when they go to the bars. You know, they sort of, <laughs> have a hard time over there. I remember the first time I went to the states. Uh, we were in Venice Beach, and um, Beach. I was at the bar, and uh, uh, some guy caught my accent. And um, he was wearing a, a Venice shirt. And he's, he's I don't know, he, the dude was kind of drunk and he's sort of challenging me or something. And he's, he, anyway, he, he said, uh, you know, you, you can't talk like that here around in Venice. And I'm like, what, Venice, Italy? And uh, I'm, then he, he said, better like, shut the fuck up or I'm going to punch you or something. I don't know why I brought that up, but that's, you just remind me of that for some reason. Um, what happened? Yeah, when ordering drinks. It's it's the only thing I order now. Like what would you like? What do you have? Uh, double Jim Bourbon, and they like 
Like, I don't know. Do you want Jim Beam or do you want, what do you want? No, I, I <laughs> Jim Bourbon, two times. Make it happen. <laughs> we, we, actually, we have a secret joke. I think we put it. No, we, we injected it in Holly. Um, when we go to like to, uh, fast food restaurants, we ask for extra medium drinks and stuff just to come. Just to finish, you know? <laughs> of course you do. Uh, we've got regular or medium or large. You what? You don't do extra medium anymore? <laughs> and you know the fucking sixteen-year-old is always just so baffled. You could probably convince them into giving. Is that a really big, small, or a really small? <laughs> because medium, out of context, has absolutely no value whatsoever. It's like oh, it's medium in relation to. Like, now American small is, like, super fucking large, so a medium becomes extra jumbo. So please, use it. Like, I went to the movies once, and I was like, just give me the, can I have a, a small Coke? And they're like, no, we don't have, don't do small. We've got maxi, super maxi, and super ultra maxi. Sounds like, a, like, t- uh, sounds like a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are, we are gluttons for volume here. That's, we are a fat country. Yeah. Imagine that. that that's oh God. Hoyts or some cinema chain hears this podcast and they're like, hang on. Oh, wait a minute. Tampons. Tampons. That's Mate, what everybody needs when they go to the movies. Coke's like the tampons. <laughs> 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 the next flick. That's the promotion. <laughs> oh, God. Can't let the girlfriend hear that. God. <laughs> Oh, well. Okay, uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think we've, I don't think there's been a question in More. 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did Mackenzie come from? That's a good question. Because uh, that's awesome. With the kite gun. Yeah, well, I don't know. He's sort of a you know conglomeration of Sentai characters and Henshin characters rolled into one. I mean, you can say very directly that he's like a ripoff of Lion Maru, which is this you know lion-headed Henshin character from the seventies. But you know, he was, never, he was never supposed to be. Just like you know, we just thought it would be really cool. Actually, it'd be fucking great if Pierre's butler slash sidekick is a Japanese-talking white lion man, and then eventually that evolved into him having like a Takeshi Kitano-style tracksuit and being <laughs> being a badass. The, the other thing as well is like when we were writing uh, the second series, we were so over the characters of Danger Five that we just wanted to make up new, better ones. And, you know, thinking about it, you could argue that Mackenzie is so overcharged compared to every member of Danger 5, if not all combined. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, we killed off one animal-headed character, so we needed to, you know, please the furries again. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of, Natural progression. of killing characters and their heads, oh, yeah. um, Claire lost hers. Oh, yeah. And I, I was reading an article in preparation for this wonderful interview, and uh, uh, I guess it was a super, super lifelike her head was? Yeah. <laughs> um, relative to, I don't know, if, if, in, if in real life she's made of latex, then yes, it was super <laughs> If in real life her head was made of latex. If her whole, if she was just, if Amanda Simons is actually a latex human, then yeah, you bet it's super lifelike. Spot on. I mean, it's like a, you know, it's like a, a deluxe mannequin head. No, like deluxe sex toy. If you like paid for some top shelf 
freaking well, that's what we're real, to... real doll head. That's, that's what, what, what tra- it kind of looks like. <laughs> well, that's what we're trying to do with uh, merchandising for the show. We're trying to get like latex versions of Danger Five. So... Of all the characters in like BJ kit. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the Vietnamese soldier? That's part of the first run of <laughs> Danger <laughs> Five sex dolls. The first kit you get for the Danger Five sex doll collection. Oh god! Um, no, we actually uh, when we found out that we actually uh, couldn't get Aldo to reprise uh, Pierre, we uh, came up with a whole bunch of um, bullshit ideas to fix uh, the problem. And one of the ideas was to change Pierre into like uh, a robot, and he look he'd look like a like a Rob Boutine torso, like a fake fake version of uh, Pierre, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, we couldn't couldn't do that, so that that sucked. <laughs> and, uh, our commissioning editor at SBS didn't believe that you could connect with a latex character on like a as a main character, which we object to. We think you know you probably probably could. Um, you know that bit in like RoboCop too, where like they fuck up RoboCop and then they he's all in bits and pieces and they drop him off at the police station and they're like. The scientists are trying to fix him, and he's just like spasming he's out, switching out the whole time. Like, oh, 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 oh. We wanted to do that with Pierre. We thought that'd be really funny, uh, <laughs> but it would have been really impractical as no, well. Just would have added. <laughs> you, you could have used a cardboard cutout and just dubbed words over him, like as if he was talking. Like like when Bruce Lee died in the middle of making a movie, and they just had somebody else's mouth move over his still face. <laughs> you, you could have done that, and it would have been I no one would be... no one would have blinked. Nobody, nobody, nobody in the editorial hierarchy understood that, so uh, we, uh, no, we, we, and we realized, oh, well, we just recast well, here. Recast and not, <laughs> not justify it. Perfect, though. I am though. truly surprised that after, like, you, I watched one episode of Danger 5, and there was nothing that you did in any episode past that that made me even question it. I was just like, yep, this is the show I'm watching. Of course, of course, the Swedish dude fights with the machete, and he's a Bengal tiger. Yeah, I'm not even Definitely. like I'm taking no, it for like that's just fact at this point. That's right. There's got to be a threshold where if, we, if we're serious enough about it, then people will be prepared. Although, I mean, really, all it does is create an extremely polar reaction where you you either have that response where you're like, "Yeah, right, I'm on board," you know, "Let's binge this," or just like, "Fuck this, I have no idea what's going on. This, this show is stupid as a piece of shit." Those are the two. The two. Pretty much. I mean, it's it's the perfect <laughs> shibboleth for which people should be your friends or not, though. Exactly. That was the whole point. Now the friendship test. That's what we should have called right. Danger Five. Now we got all these new friends. We know if they're worthwhile or not. Just put them through the, the filter. <laughs> then I then I should. My wife hates your show. That's also wives. Wives generally. Wives. Wives generally. Uh, have, and wives and girlfriends have often quite a. Uh, Similar response. I turned it on and she looked at me and said, "Are you fucking kidding me? This again?" <laughs> <laughs> That's her. And I was like, "Yep." And I, I said, "I looked at her and said, yeah, because it's brilliant." That's it. That's the. She took a book and went upstairs. Basically, that's exactly what she did. She grabbed her iPad, said, "Well, then, good night," and went to bed. <laughs> See you later. I'm watching the rest of Game of Thrones without you. Um, and I and I said, "That's fine. I'm watching Danger Five. <laughs> You've got all the right answers, man. <laughs> Guys, how um, how come we don't see more? Is is there not a lot of original programming 
in Australia. We, we don't get much of it over here. Um, are you guys kind of unique in what you're doing, or is there a lot of? Nothing like Danger Five, I, I can say without. Well, no, it. there's nothing anywhere in the world I would imagine much like it. But I just, I just wonder if there's, you know, we we know kind of ignorant to it over here. Just, is there a lot of uh, original TV programming and, and you know original films coming out of Australia? No, well, I think we were, we were, we were very lucky with our lucky break with Italian Spider-Man. At the time, um, uh, uh, SBS and uh, a bunch of other networks were looking to the internet to capitalize on new talent. And, you know, Italian Spider-Man proved relatively popular, as we were saying earlier. And so they took a gamble on us and see if uh, the internet <coughs> popular, uh, popular could translate onto television. And so um, we got pulled into that and then a couple other contemporaries in Australia, such as uh, the Bondi Hipsters, if you're unfamiliar with them, and I uh, got pulled into that. that as well. Um, and yeah, so it was a sort of an experiment at the time, but, um, and as well, um, you know, uh, the other thing as well is, uh, you know, the whole piracy thing has actually made it harder for more risk-taking networks. And now... Like most uh, uh, most uh, uh, commissioning editors, they just concentrate on safer bets, you know. Uh, the Australian industry as a whole, I mean, and also just the, the style of content that produces, most of this produced most of it isn't very international. It, it, it isn't based on concepts that are, are immediately applicable to like a worldwide market. Lots of the content is very Australian. It's very parochial and, and subject okay. matter. And... That's that's all, that's also due to the the financing system so to secure government funding, but that's changing at the moment because it was a prerequisite to get to, in order to get financed by the government, you have to tell <coughs> excuse me Australian stories, which which don't necessarily travel because people can't understand us for some reason. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's changing because you know uh, uh, you know it's, I think all markets across the globe understand that people like. All sorts of things from all sorts uh, from all places of the, of the world, you know. I mean, uh, no, absolutely. In terms, of, in terms of film, we essentially have a boutique art film industry, which is more comparable to say a, a European country, um, since most of the, pretty much all of the filmmaking is partially government subsidised. Usually, the content matter is swerves towards the kind of socially um, uh, what's the word? Social realism and somehow culturally uh, effective subject matter, which means it, it just it doesn't freaking travel in the English-speaking market. It's not designed to be entertainment. So then it never turns up on 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 especially American shores because you know it's such such a ridiculously huge and developed industry. You know, America controls the English-speaking film audience. Um, so if I reckon if our if all of Australian films were in French, they would do a shit ton better than they were than if they were in English or you know if they were in German or Spanish or any any kind of the the European style film markets. We're not geared to compete in an entertainment industry, but uh, with, with TV, it's like it's 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 different. It's there are so few outlets. We don't have a proper network of of cable channels. We've only got one sort of 
a cable reseller that does a tiny bit of its own production and then just buys a shit ton of American cable uh, properties. Um, so most of the stuff that's produced is denominator, free-to-air crap that's specifically tailored to the Australian audience. I mean, some of it gets bought as format. Wilfred got bought by FX as a format. Also, The Review. Okay. Not, yeah, The Review. That was an Australian Strange show. Calls, um, which is another um, contemporary. Um, that, got, that just got picked up. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know, the, I don't the, know the review, which used to be the review with Miles Barlow, also got picked up in the states and turned into another show. Um, some of it doesn't work, like Captain Kim. Captain think, Kim, that was a show they tried to turn into a American program, but it just flopped. And then, or you have the, the sort of cross financing thing that you have with like Chris Lilly, and he produced, uh, I think, Angry Boys with HBO and ABC, and another one. But the other thing as well is our budgets are so tiny and. Um, it's hard to produce a show that's sort of like an action adventure or has a lot of effects or a lot of, you know, interesting aesthetics. And so with Danger 5, we knew that we could pull it off because we wanted to show the strings. We wanted to, to be, uh, we wanted to cut corners and we knew it would make, you know, the overall experience uh, better and it would work to the concept, you know, both uh, aesthetically and comedically. So we sort of knew that. However, we did, you know, totally stretch um the 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 cast and crew but you know they were all behind it because as Dario was saying you know the most of most stuff that's mo most film and tv shows that are produced in australia is, is quite you know it's just drama really also we employed a, a lot of sort of emerging filmmakers so everybody was very keen to be able to have an opportunity to work on a tv show i think that was key in the, the fact we we were able to do what we did because lots of people were really, really dedicated to giving it a go. I mean, you know, but fundamentally, we got really lucky with the combination and the timing of the way things got up from Italian Spider-Man through to Danger 5, the internet reaction, the combination of executives that were in various organisations at the time, which is the same with any TV situation. Yeah. But I'd say without doubt that if we walked into, you know, any number of networks today with Danger 5 as a script or even with Italian Spider-Man as proof, there's no chance in hell we're getting that show up again. Like, it was just the luck. It was a luck and then a shit ton of hard work. Well, we're, we're thrilled that uh, things came together in that place and time, both <laughs> with uh, the people you worked with and just having the, this idea and running with it because it's uh, – it's it's been a very a very welcome splash to us here. We have enjoyed the hell out of it, and we we have yeah, we have well, been spreading the word quite a bit the the last month. Um, cool. And uh, we get we've been getting a lot of a, a ton of positive feedback to people, not the wives, but you know everybody else. <laughs> is there is there any truth to a third season and then a movie? <laughs> or did or did I or did I just make? Because we're stumping for it here. We're we're promoting the shit out of it. Um. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, we've spent the last uh, eight or so months coming up with new concepts because for the last... Not for Danger 5. Yeah, not for Danger 5. <laughs> for the last, like, five and a half years, it's just been all Danger 5. But, uh, you know, since that's been the gift that keeps on giving, maybe we should just, just keep making just Danger just 5 over and over again. And then as soon as we, like, get some of that... Until there are no more wives left to offend. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline for the next season. Yeah, no more wives. <laughs> What we want to do is uh, get that George Lucas uh, merchandise money, sure. so uh, all that all that that Danger Five money, and then uh, 
we'll make a, a, the equivalent of Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a potato mash. That'll be yeah, our... Potato mash will be the Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm holding out for, for potato mash. But whatever you guys come up with or whatever you get something in the pipeline, if you, I... you want to promote it, we'd be... More than happy to do our little tiny part over here uh, with anything you guys stir up. I tell you what, project. a uh, we're, we're a, fans. A Colonel Chestbridge toaster that puts his <laughs> image on my toast would be just right. Great fucking idea. <laughs> That's a really great fucking idea. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna put that like, down. On one, <laughs> on one side of the toast, it's his, it's his image. The other side it says "Kill Hitler." Yes. So you have to Perfect. Burn in Chestbridge's face and kill Hitler. That's a great idea. The, um, the kill that's... Hitler toaster. <laughs> what about a Japple maker? It's a toast, like one of those toasty. That, uh, what's the what's the American toasty machine? <laughs> I like the waffle maker. <laughs> like, you know what that is? Hey. Just, like a triangle food maker. Yeah, like a, like a sandwich press. <laughs> triangle food. Are <laughs> oh, you in the states? We triangle food. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you Aussies think. We eat shapes in the States. No one the oh, shapes. Can we get one of those sandwiches? Are you mean square food? A donut? You mean a circle? A uh, circle food with uh, no center. No <laughs> We got circle the, food. We got circle food. We got the sweet circle foods. We got the uh, the other circle foods that the Jews make. <laughs> yeah, your your Jew circle food. Ye old, ye old. Actually, while we're here, uh, we've uh, we've noticed on the internet that um, Jermaine Clement, one of the uh, one half of a uh, of a uh, flight of the flight of the Concords, has been like. Name dropping us in podcasts, and we've heard it, so we we should return we, the favor. We name drop him. He's awesome. He's awesome. Um, if you haven't seen uh, what what we do in the shadows, go see it. It's a really good film. Have you um, seen it? Film? It's great. It is yeah. great. So thank you. Jermaine. Yeah, way to, way to really take us down a notch with with <laughs> Flight of the Concords podcast. Thanks, Dix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just we we just <laughs> oh, we do what we can. Okay. <laughs> Hey, we uh we, we we round out we round out every show with what we call the geekery, and it's where we we talk about what we what specifically we've been geeking on this week. And uh, I normally start with a guest, but I'm not going to do that this week because I don't want to put you guys in the spot because you're too cool. Oh no, there's something. There is something. Well, fuck it then. You go. Well, look, we, we spend the majority of the time in a room. Like, if we had video, how would we describe this? This this is. I don't know, somebody's lounge room, essentially, that's, like, mixed with a prison cell. That's where we spend most of our time. And we're totally out of touch, and we just discovered uh, Vaporwave, and uh, a music genre which we had, that seemed so obscure to us that all the kids seemed to like. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I just, yeah. We're not geeking out on that at all. We just hate it. That's well, not... we've been listening to it. We're like, oh. We, no, we're geeking out. Occasionally, when we can't think of anything to write, we play Pokemon cards. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> Excellent. That's out there. Did you say, is this, okay, so I've never heard of Vaporwave, so I, I, uh. Don't worry, but look does that mean you, you smoke something and listen to, like, <laughs> some bad hip-hop, or what, what happened there? It shouldn't be celebrated or investigated. <laughs> I do love. It's a, it's a, it's a hashed-up genre that involves just sampling 80s music and slowing it down and putting a beat to it most of the time. I have... 
I gotta read here. But that, that's the thing. It's it's just perplexed us like a Rubik's cube. It's like, how does this exist? Why do people like it? This it's is what what the fuck? You know, like I don't. Know. Any, well, anyway, been geeking out on the Jurassic World movie as well. That's yeah, really yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. I'm really pissed off about the toys though. They're all rubbish. They didn't bring out any good action figures at all. So I've got this bullshit that. Indominus Rex, what the fuck's going on with that thing anyway? I mean, they made up a dinosaur and they can't even release any good toys. Yeah, it looks like a dead dick. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it looks like a dead dick. Yeah, it, it looks like a dead dick. dick. <laughs> Ray and <laughs> pathetic looking. <laughs> Not that I know what a dead dick looks like. But... Now I do. Vaporwave is a musical genre that emerged in the early 2010s from indie dance genres such as sea punk Bounce House, Witch yeah. House, and Chill Wave. Hey, what That's the fuck right. is that? The fuck is that? me right in the dick with a tack hammer. <laughs> what I love, scroll down to the bottom, to the references of that Wikipedia article. Uh, reference two is Vaporwave, the next C-Punk. And reference three, interview, CFCF on New Age, Japanese music, and the almighty pan pipe. Uh, what you, is it? This is shit that was invented by kids who were born after Jurassic Park came out. That's the way I see it. It's, it's, <laughs> reference reference fifteen. Vaporwave ambassador Saint Pepsi admits his obsession with Degrassi and Drake. That that's all I need to hear right there. That yeah, that wraps right. it up. Canadians. Canadians. <laughs> Degrassi and Drake are both Canadian import shitty products. So wait, is Drake Canadian? Oh yeah, from from the white part of Toronto. You're talking about Degrassi Junior High, right? Not some kind of musician, Degrassi. No, yeah, Degrassi. Any and all. That's that's one of like the two Canadian produced television shows that gets play in the states. Yeah, we got a fair. I think it must be a Commonwealth thing, but we got a fair few Canadian (laughs) shows. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got it. Uh, I remember seeing it as a kid. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, no, so uh, you guys have been geeking on. What's funny is you guys were geeking on vaporwave, and then immediately said like, "And it's piss. Don't ever look at it or hear it." <laughs> not, not, not Yeah, we are having an old person reaction to vaporwave. Yeah. I've been on this. <laughs> oh, Saint Pepsi. I gotta look him up. Nick, what are you geeking on this week? The emotion run free. Uh, this, <laughs> this has been out of body experience that I'm enjoying. Um, I have not. Uh, I have not vapor waved, so I think I'm going to explore that. Um, I've been getting my, obviously my Danger Five fix in anticipation of this call, and uh, writing a little beat poetry, you know, to to kind of set my heart free at night. That's that's what I've been geeking on of late. Oh, that's oh, nice. You know, nice. it's bad. It's terrible, but you know. You can't you can't sample any of that for us, can you? It's not it's really not uh it's not ready for, for production yet. It's really just uh it's in its infancy and I wanna I wanna release it to the world when it's at its peak of freshness. So. <laughs> Beat poetry. Like, like a good that. orange juice. Yeah, yeah. I mean you'll understand. I'll, I'll put it up. <laughs> maybe it's an American thing. Maybe maybe like in Australia we you know, we call it music and Americans are like, Hold the phone, buddy. We call it beat poetry here. <laughs> oh no, this is this is much much worse than than music. This is this is just the ramblings of a person in his basement. There's there's very very little artistic quality to it of any sort. Don't misunderstand me. That's a good sell. I like it. That's a good sell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I may have not. I may have not produced that in the way that I am going to appreciate later. Uh, Rob, you're not here. You're with Riff Raff. Sorry. So Joe, what are you uh, teaching on this? I uh, I have been really grinding on my new app, uh, Slaying. <laughs> the sweet hell is. That? <laughs> it's oh. a uh, it's an eight bit eight bit rogue style RPG for your iOS device. Really? Yeah. Eight bit. Eight bit. That's cubes, right? Yeah, that's the style it's in. When 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 can we play it? Right now, it's on it's on the App Store. I believe it was the editor's choice this week. Is it free? Uh, it was. I don't know if it still is. refuses to pay for anybody else. Yeah, because all those I understand. Keep downloading our show. I, I saw my mate, um, Sean, shout out to Sean, uh, <laughs> who lives in Adelaide, South Australia, in, in, the, in the country Australia. I was hit with him last night, and we went to get a steak, and I lent him my box set, uh, my Blu-ray box set of Breaking Bad, because he hadn't seen it yet, and we were there with some other guys, and they were just like, what the fuck is that? Are those discs? I'm like, yeah, man, I bought it legit. Don't, stop fucking watching your shit on your laptop, watch it on a TV what is that, a dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so what was, anyway, but what, what, what's your app called? Slayin. S-L-A-Y-I-N. Slayin. It's not actually your app, Joe. No, it? no. No. Right. Oh, I thought it was your app. Wait. Yeah, that's, I think, no, I think I've just were, been grinding on it. There. Oh, you've been... I've been grinding. I've been on the grind. Oh, you <laughs> Oh, I thought you said you made it. No, oh, no. I, I wish. No, we're not talented enough for that. Come on. <laughs> He's like, fuck that. That's the only reason I was going to play it, but I'm definitely Oh, well, then don't. It. Don't play it then. It's not worth it. <laughs> Actually, no, there is something we did geek out on. Dara and I um, updated our website last Friday, it was. So if you go to www.dinosaur.pizza, you can see our website. Um, <laughs> I'm not lying. Like, that's, that's our website. Just putting it out there, Dot Pizza is the new top-level domain, really. Com, com is so over. Sold. Org, <laughs> that's yeah, fuck you, cool. Awesome. Org, fuck com, it's all pizza. Cool pizza. Dinosaur Dot Pizza. It's fucking awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's any, other, any, other, uh, any other plugs you want to throw at our, uh, at our audience besides dinosaur.pizza? <laughs> nah, just, just, you know, just go there. There's nothing, there's nothing to buy. I want this for my screensaver. <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll dement you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, really. <laughs> what have you been geeking on this week? Well, I've, I've watched all that's available to me of Danger 5, and so I've, I've had to... Uh, fill that void somehow and so i found a new i found a show on youtube i'm watching called garth Marenghi's dark place ah classic <laughs> you're you're familiar very familiar excellent you bet great show it did everything we've done but way better <laughs> comprehensively better and way before we did uh i was wondering the timeline on that was it before you guys or after 2004 it came out. Ah, oh, so just before. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that like? Oh, Jesus, cool. Three years prior to Italian Spider-Man, but it's a fantastic show. It's just that you know, they're they're the sections of it that are you know genuinely pretending to be from the 80s are ultra legit. They shot everything on film, um, 
and yeah, it's superb. That was really inspirational. I mean, I was, it was last year high school for us, 2004. So it was just like, oh wow, this exists. But that's when that's when the English, the Brits were still making really interesting, weird comedy. It's it's sort of flatlined a bit at the moment over there in terms of strange stuff. But um, yeah, well, this hits the this hits the strange now right on the head. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Old Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. So that's what I've been geeking on. Garth yeah. Garth Marenghi, the British Trump's Stephen mine. British Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys. Um, this was truly an honor for us because we really dig you guys. Oh, thank thank you. you very much. It's been a, been a blast. And uh, like uh, like Nick said earlier, if you guys ever want to come back on the show, just uh, hit us up because you, whenever whenever you want to come on, we'll 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 kick other guests off. Wow. All right. So we'll, we'll we'll figure out when you're on, we'll, when you're on. We'll just ring up and interrupt at some stage. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yes. That's a I hope that's a promise. Please crash any cash you re- like. We record Wednesday nights at the same time and place. <laughs> Just with Eric Roberts shit to bring up. <laughs> if Actually, you, yes, please bring with you an obscure actor reference. Um, give us the latest on on vapo rubbing or whatever the hell you guys are listening yeah, to. Yeah, big vapo rub. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever your next project is, just, yeah, just update us. And if That's if you cool. guys if you guys get greenlit to make that guy the yeah. TV drama That Guy, yeah. uh, um, and you need help casting, just give us a ring. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we, we know a lot of Billy Zane movies. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Billy Zane. Hold, hold on a second. He's that guy. Like uh, like Greg uh, Kinnear. If you, uh, I just uh, updated Captain Amazing? If you go to our website again, dinosaur.pizza, and put in the Konami code, we might have a surprise. Just... Uh, Put that in just then. What's the secret code? The Konami code? Are you familiar with that? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. Oh, oh, the... <laughs> yeah, go to a website, put that in. Bit of a surprise there. I'm serious, Dario, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Easter egg. That's right. Yeah. We seriously have nothing to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Great time to talk to us, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, we're just, we're going to yeah. find out. What was it? Up, 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 down, down, left, right. Left, left right, left, right. B, A, B, A, select start. Nah. <laughs> Konami. All right. What time is it? We better get some lunch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming on, man. No, yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. Thank you. Our pleasure, absolutely. All right. Off to bed over here on this side yeah. of the ocean. So. Then I uh, hope uh, the bed, bed bugs don't bite. That sounded really fucking creepy. <laughs> Perfect sign off right there. All right, let's go get some square food. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> some sugar rings. See you guys. See ya. And now it's that time for plugs. If you find yourself on the interweb and have a modicum of time, please check out geekharder.com to check out our level ups and some other awesome content. And if you feel inspired by what you see, uh, get on over to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast because every like of this podcast, every subscription of this podcast gives Rob Bass and all of his followers small little rage wings. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, uh, review us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at GeekCastRye, GeekCastLive, GeekCastBase, and GeekCastJoe.
If you enjoy the ambrosia of the gods known as coffee, be sure to check out Death Wish for the world's strongest coffee. You can find it at deathwishcoffee.com. And if you use our secret level 7 passcode GEEKCAST, you'll get 15% off your purchase. Check out our favorite murder at waywardraven.com. Be sure to buy all of their things. You can even save some rupees by entering the most sacred of promo codes, Neckbeard, to take 15% off that purchase. Uh, I want to tell uh, you listeners about OperationSupplyDrop.org. These guys have one mission, and that is to make fun where there is none, by sending video game care packages to soldiers downrange and in uh, VA hospitals here in the States. These guys are awesome and can use the support. You can find them on Twitter at OP Supply Drop and on the interweb at OperationSupplyDrop.org.